And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast that covers everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian, in KC. You can follow me on Twitter, that is, at uh, KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter or X, as you might know it as, and that is at HEFPOND, Facebook.com slash HEFPOND for all the latest Eintracht news and information in the English language. We also have HEFPOD.com where you can have all your Bundesliga stats, list of where you can meet fellow Eintracht fans for watching the matches themselves, in addition to exclusive articles that you uh, covering the Eintracht in the English language that you cannot find anywhere else in the world. And, uh, of course, you can always follow us on Instagram. Matt does a great job there. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt on the gram. So, here to talk about the Eintracht Frauen. Because, hey, guys, we've been in an international break. Yes, it's been a minute since we've had a proper uh, Eintracht-only episode. But here to talk about everything that goes on with Eintracht Frankfurt is none other than the man who loves way too many eagles in the city that strikes all the time. It is Garrett in Detroit. How goes it? Brian, I am doing good. Um, It is a very interesting time. You were talking about striking um, the UAW strike um, everyone's already aware about for in the auto industry. Uh, the casino unions apparently decided to go, vote on striking today. Um, the Lions um, are 5-1 and one, uh, off to their best start in 30-something years. Um, the wins are rolling in. Detroit City's playing playoffs on Saturday. And the Eintracht Frauen are just straight up rolling right now. All right. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing better than a hiccup in a rainstorm, needless to say. (laughs) 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 But hey, let's talk about the Frauen because they are actually kicking ass, taking names. All right, so first match of the champions, uh, the Champions League. Now we did mention this in the last episode, uh, in passing a five-nil Eintracht win. Not gonna lie, it wasn't even close, and nor was the second leg as they went to Sparta Prague, or uh, technically Sparta Praha, as they're known as. Um, nearly two thousand fans in attendance in Prague, including. What looked like close to 200 traveling Eintracht Frankfurt away fans because they knew what was at stake was, well, eh, you know what? Prague isn't too far from Frankfurt via, you know, like any mode of train, any of the three modes of motorized transit. So easily accomplishable. So the Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen have done us good of late. At the weekend, they were uh, 3-1 victors over Leipzig. So, really key there. Rotated quite a few players in and out of the squad as they took on Prague. Uh, this, uh, Excuse me, no, I'm thinking of the 0-0 draw with Bayern. I was going to uh, go back to a little too far that the Eintracht had at the weekend. Uh, Bayern's first ever... Bundesliga, Frauen Bundesliga match played at the Allianz Arena. 17,000 fans showed up there. We have had bigger crowds, as everyone knows. So at this point in time, I'm looking at the Frauen. You've got qualification to the Women's Champions League, uh, a 3-0 victory by way of uh, Barbara Dunst. Hat-trick, all done in the first half. Honestly, the team just kind of could just put it into just cruise control. They did. They had 75% possession and all the shots in the first half. Um, close to maximizing that same sort of possession totals. Though, I think I did see that Prague did get one shot off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it brings us up to the fact that we're now in the group, uh, the group phase for... Uh, groups of four. That's not going to be drawn for multiple uh, for a couple days from now, so can't really comment on who we will be facing then. But we are in pot four. 
with Ajax Paris FC, who knocked out Wolfsburg, the team who I am now going to... It's like, hey, if you need to put a bet on who's going to win the Frauenbundesliga now, stick the house on Wolfsburg because all they got now is the Frauenbundesliga. Bayern and Eintracht are not at the races. Hoffenheim, if you think Hoffenheim's going to catch Wolfsburg here on uh, crazy pills. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Eintracht... With their current position, it kind of stinks because you would think that some of the teams in the pots above, uh, Hakan, Roma, Benfica, Sen Putin from uh, 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 Austria, uh, maybe in Rosengard, Slavia, Prague, the other Prague team. You would, th- and these are all from pot three and pot two. In addition to the teams I mentioned, Ojan Brann uh, from Norway, who's also in pot four, you would think that the Eintracht would be able to put themselves in the position with the right draw to be a second-place team, but, uh, you know, just coefficient points the way that they are. Eintracht just did not really have anything really much to give, so job done. We're in the group phase. What have you made of all this activity by the Frauen, my friend? I think the um, when we were seeing Champions League qualifications start, hosting Slovakia mm-hmm. and then playing Juventus, I think you can see that this team was trying to find itself. This uh, how this year's squad was going to um, be a cohesive unit. Um, you know, one nil against Slovakia, one uh, one and penalties over Juventus. A rough start to the Frauen Bundesliga campaign with Essen and Wolfsburg. But then you can kind of see a come from behind win against RB Leipzig leading into um, the first tie with Sparta Prague. And this team looks like they're clicking on all cylinders. Um, the, I think the tempo, the movement, um, you know, I know you guys briefly talked about it in passing, but um, I thought that. All of the finishes in both leg one and leg two, just calm, cool, collected. They knew the squad knew that they there was a job to be done, and the only way to go out there, the only way to know that you're going to do it is to go out there and do it. Um, I think Fragang with a hat trick in leg one, Dunst with a hat trick today. Like great ball movement, tempo was great. The um, ability to rotate was great. And uh, you can tell, like, you know, get also getting a nil-nil win, you know, against the defending champs. And Allianz is, you know, an impressive feat, too. Um, so now there's Champions League group stage. Um, mm-hmm. the, and first time for the Frauen that they've had this. So, you know, I think as this year is, I think when you're looking at the on the field and the off the field for this, for the Frauen of building themselves up as contenders on the field, building themselves up as a, you know, to introduce people who haven't checked them out, who mainly, you know, in their aim for the men, like, Hey, there's also this team here that plays some badass football. You'll have a good, t- a fun time watching them. They're playing in Volstadion. Pack this thing. So mm-hmm. the way to do that one way is these type of matches. Um, I think, and you can tell this is a talented squad. I'm really curious to see what their group is. Um, you know, I was taking a look. There was some beatdowns in qualifications. Mm-hmm. And then there was some other matches. Like, you know, Laura Fromms got hurt for Wolfsburg, and that opened the door for Paris to get a 2-0 win in Wolfsburg today. Um, Manchester United uh, suffered an ace. One of, their, one of their star players had an ACL injury, and that opened the door for PSG to take uh, the, second, the second leg to move on in their stage. So... You know, will be very interesting to see, you know, what we all get. But I think this team can hang with anybody when they play their style. Um, it'll be interesting to see also, too, can they build up in the Frauen Bundesliga from the start that they had of the year? Because, you know, we looked at the, I looked at the table, Volsberger 100%, percent 
Hoffenheimer, uh, you know, Hoffenheimer doing that right now. How long can they keep up? How long can Leverkusen keep up? So, I think we'll get at, le- at least when it comes to the other teams in the Frauen Bundesliga. I think uh, the likes of the hot, the you know, the pretty decent start. Uh, six points from four matches for Bremen, Essen, Kuhn. I think the Eintracht is just going to blow right past them in just a couple weeks' time. Uh, Leverkusen may, I mean, maybe they have staying power. I don't know, but one of those two, Köln or Leverkusen, will be left in, by the wayside as they face each other uh, this weekend. And top spiel, definitely for the Frauen and the Frauen Bundesliga is Wolfsburg v Hoffenheim this weekend. Honestly, if Hoffenheim holds Wolfsburg to a draw. Then, if you're the Eintracht, you're looking at okay. So Hoffenheim then is on 11 points. Eintracht coming away with hopefully, I I I'm assuming that the ladies will be able to take care of business against uh, little Duisburg, who only have one point from four matches. I would hope that they are able to take care of business, but you know what? If they come away with seven points and you're, you know. Hoffenheim's on 11. That, that's not insurmountable. If Hoffenheim pulls off the up, an upset of upsets, because I think Wolfsburg is going to have such fire in the belly from the Champions League knockout, I think they're going to take a real beat, beat down onto Hoffenheim. But we'll see what we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe... Hoffenheim wins and they go top of the Frauen Bundesliga. Granted, if that does happen, then I'm looking at Eintracht and thinking to myself, okay, we have a lot of ground to make up. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting uh, outside of the top three come seasons in because you know that you've seen this from Wolfsburg and Bayern. They don't drop a whole lot of points except against you know the top end Teams. Those are considered the two class of the league. Eintracht and, and Hoffenheim are considered two the like the best of the rest. You could throw Leverkusen sort of in as that you know trailing fifth team, and that was something that we thought that perhaps we could have a trailing sixth team with Leipzig. The way that they, um, the way they kind of ran away with the Zweite Liga, you would have thought that hey. You know, you just just gives you one, two seasons time, and then you're able to start rocking and rolling at the at the final Bundesliga level. One can only assume that they will take the same approach to the women's game as they did the men's game because it takes much less money to be able to suddenly take your team from you know the bottom half to the top third of this league itself. And then you, if you're able to crack into the champions league, you know, that's you're able, that gives you the platform to be able to and recruiting wise. That makes it just so much easier. Like I know in, again, the English league is a wash with cash when it comes to the women's game. Uh, but I think the strength and depth as a league still is held by the Frauen Bundesliga, and we'll see that going forward. Garrett, I did put this out there on our Discord channel. What if they expanded the the women's Champions League? Are we are we at the point where like there are a number of teams that are out of the Champions League this season who are you know, of middling to good size, you know, within their own domestic leagues. Um, and just United is one. Sparta Prague has been constantly uh, playing within Europe, so you can even toss them in there. Wolfsburg themselves, you know, I think, well, they were uh, beaten finalists <laughs> in the last, the last campaign. And if you want to look into that first round, even, you had Juventus, and Arsenal of England, who were knocked out, and not a single team. Uh, so the, in the 
UEFA coefficients, the eighth ranked league is the Danish league, and no Danish team even made it to the second round of qualifying. So I'm wondering if we're coming to the position where the women's game is getting from a club standpoint strong enough that you can expand by, say, eight teams to add two additional groups of four, you know, give a give a uh, group spot to the associations, the champions of the associations ranked five through eight. So I guess that will be this season. Well, this is for the next season. That will be for Sweden, Czech Republic, Italy, and, uh, uh, and Portugal. Uh, so give those four for the next season a play-in. Then you... You increase the amount of overall playoff spots to aim for. You still have all your second place teams that are still, you know, combating from the league position. So you still have a lot of teams battling it out. But I would almost say that this gives a greater opportunity yeah. for the lesser leagues to be able to able to have a run at something. And then you get it's only gonna the the overall tide is just gonna the the raising of the water levels will lift all boats and i think that will be almost the next step for the development of the women's game uh before we see a 32 team champions league format that we've seen from the men's game anything you want to kind of I think I gave you a lot to chew on right there. Yeah, there's so much. But what are your thoughts? There's so much here, I think, when you're looking at it. Because I think back to... I think back, in a way, looking into the women's game to 2015, um, World Cup Canada, and like just how much the women's game in a global scale has really grown, especially if you really think about how much growth there's been from 2019 World Cup France to this year in Australia mm-hmm. and New Zealand. And not only has the growth been on the um, ends for the club of the international for the countries for like, you know, especially with like Spain winning it, but also the club game and how like a handful of years there was Lyon, there was, it was the French teams, Lyon, PSG, Paris, FC, um, and Wolfsburg to an extent. And now you're seeing, I think there, there's an opportunity to grow um, like we saw some beatdowns and stuff for those that are making it, but I also think that if you bring in more teams to qualify, that opens the door for some of these other teams that right now have to, whether it's automatic qualification right now, whereas, you know, you're seeing like the Juventus's arsenals. Uh, didn't Real Madrid Feminino get knocked out too today? Um, uh, no, they went through against uh, this Norwegian team from, uh, I think it's Oslo. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but I'm not going to pronounce the team. Uh, the Oslo team that starts with the letter V, uh, right. We can ask. I'm not, look, I'm just going to butcher the name. So I'm gonna I think and, uh, not insult someone. I think though that the, the growth, especially in the club game is, are continuing to grow. So I think this is a very, um, it'll be a very intriguing Champions League team to a season to see if is it the usual suspects in the women's game that have been winning the Champions League these fat past few years, or are we going to see somebody a new club in the ranks get that to show that hey, there's more than just the usual teams that have already established the resources. Um, that are here to stake their claim. And that could be an Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, that could be an IAX. Like you look at these pot four teams. Um, I look even and seeing like even in England to an extent, like the Aston Villas and that, that even if they're not in Champions League this year or whatever, um, that is, you know, it opens the door on that. So um, hold on. I just had something on here. There we go. Um, problem when you're recording on your computer. Um, I think <laughs> I think I really want to see what we have in our group because this has got the potential to be a really, really good, I think, Champions League as a whole for the women in general. Um, obviously, you know, we wish we hope we want to see us in the final for this. Um, but I think it's going to be a really exciting uh, opportunity to see all these teams, you know, show what they can do on the big stage. I totally agree. Uh, 
got nothing really more to say about that. Uh, so, ladies, well done. We expect you to trounce Duisburg at the weekend. But in the meantime, you've made us all extremely proud. So, another t side of the Eintracht that has been making ourselves really, really happy is the performance of the Eintracht 2, the uh, U21 team. Got off to a really hot start. I think we're starting to see a sl we're starting to see a little the signs of a slowdown, which is a shit. Look, it, it it was to be expected. You know, a newly promoted side from the fifth division, even when you're the reserve team of a way more of a club that has way more assets available to them than other teams in the regional Liga. I mean, I'll just kind of go down through who's involved in the Regional League. So, you got Hoffenheim, Stuttgart, and Mainz, who have reserve teams just like Eintracht in there. You have, but then you got your uh, SKV Freiburg. You have, and this is a Fry, this is Freiburg um, Necker, not the one that's in the Black Forest. Uh, so, still in Bad of Wurtemberg, but, you know, different Freiburg altogether. Um, then you got like more well-known clubs as in Hessen Kassel, Offenbach, notice how long it took me to spit it out, uh, <laughs> FSL Frankfurt, uh, Stuttgart Kickers, uh, Fulda is an Allen, uh, Seinbach Heiger, Astoria Waldorf, um, Schott Mainz, uh, one of the Koblenz clubs, Tus Koblenz, uh, not the, uh, I think it's like Rolt Weiss Koblenz is the other one. Ah, I can't remember. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> got way too much information upstairs. Uh, it's kind of making things crowded. So um, at this point, look, we're, you know, we're in a good position. 13 matches played for the Eintracht Zwei, 22 points. We're four points off of Freiburg, who had the victory over uh, Kassel at the weekend. Um... Look, Nacho has played himself into being able to be with the Eintracht first team and get some minutes, taking him away from uh, working with Noel Futkiu, who's uh, got 11 goals to his name, tied for lead in the Vajraliga Sudvest. But I think this is, you know what, this is about as good of a start as the team could expect. And to even get promoted in this year, the Sudvest does give a promotion spot to that Dritta Liga over to its champions. It was going to be a hard ask for an Eintracht side to make the dump, especially when, you know, for a number of these guys, it's the highest level of professionalism that they would all be playing in. And you're going up, in some cases, a lot of teams who've been, you know, really pushing to... Uh, get to that uh, Dritte Liga level. One can only hope that Freiburg Eintracht finishes in second place. Freiburg does not put in an application for the Dritte Liga, and we can earn promotion that way. <laughs> I think it opens Dude, up too. You? I think um, mm -hmm. I was going to say um, if anything, what's really good about it this year is. Um, Promotion to Dr uh, Dritte Liga would be amazing, but I also look at the you know the, the reserve squad as how is are we doing as a whole when it comes to player development and getting the um, the next generation hopefully of who can we build up to be to either have an immediate mm -hmm. impact on the first team moving forward or down the line like say a year or two. We've talked about not like you've talked about Nacho getting some minutes and becoming a regular at least on the first team team sheets. Um, Futkeu, um, if I'm not mistaken, played with the first team during the last weekend in the friendly. Um, yep. So, are uh, was there any more um, reserve players that um, were named in the sheet to kind of like show what they have or kind of? starting to be meshed with the first team or is it just looking like so far it's the two of them that are the um, shining lights? I would, well, hmm, so far it's really just the, well, and remember, 
I was more kind of overwhelmed. I mean, Putke was able to get the lone Eintracht goal uh, in the second half. That match is more highlighted by the fact that um, it was just a pyro fest, which, look, I love that. I would also kind of, you know, want to pull back the reins a tiny bit for the folks who are doing that because... God forbid, uh, it's too much. And, like, if you're in a stadium where then, like, the smoke just can't leave, it just sits, and then someone who might, you know, be an asthmatic, for God's sakes, you know, <laughs> then, then that's, over. Yeah, that, that's not something that I'm really, like, 100% down for. I do realize that I am talking about, like, something that will be a very specific sort of case as someone who uh, has grew up with asthma as a kid it can it's a real kick in the dick but you know what um he he got his look he got his minutes alario also got his with nacho coming on for him um god uh dive the colombian kid we got in the reserve team davis batista i think also got uh some minutes as well so it wasn't just all on uh Futku and uh Nacho to have uh gotten minutes uh Gabor also I mean he's still tactically uh with the reserve team despite you know making his appearance in the Bundesliga last season uh in April but I think that the I don't know. I think right now the best spot for the t- the reserves is literally in the original Liga. Let yourself gestate for a little while. You know, promote one two one or two guys to get a couple minutes. If you if a very skint uh, newly promoted Vita Liga team needs a guy or two to uh, get some minutes for. Hey, maybe that will be a great thing. I also realized that the Zweite Liga is an absolute mosh pit these days. So perhaps it would almost be better if the Eintracht just, um, you know, made uh, an acquisition or two to the team that would be able to get us up this year. We've already got off to a great start. We're in a, a position of strength. Perhaps that's what the uh but that's what perhaps that's what we do well i mean we'll see we will see hey garrett you know what time it is oh yes indeed it's time for hashtag what are we drinking we always have something great for here so what are you my friend drinking in the great state of michigan um, I have right now a nice bottle. It's about halfway empty of a uh, Lipton peach iced tea. So something that's nice and refreshing, kind of going down incredibly smooth um, on this. You know, it was a slightly warm October day. So um, but it's hitting the spot. There you go. Um, so for me, I'm going with the Schlafly uh, Brewing Company uh, based out of St. Louis. I know, I know, a Kansas City and drinking something from St. Louis. Well, you know what? It's kind of hard to avoid Budweiser here and all their products all day, every day, your entire life. Uh, oh, well. So, support. why not support someone who's just a regional guy who's all, all their sales team is in the same region and everything else? You know, so I tried out their Oktoberfest. It's got a good, it's a good multi martson and worth uh worth trying out if you happen to see a six pack available have a go at that they also have their pumpkin ale which i think might be my next buy because i did like the one that i got from sam adams but uh yeah so that's what i have for hashtag what are we drinking we'll be back in a moment with segment two talking about the out the aufstieg side of germany and then predictions for this weekend's match and the Bundesliga for the Eintracht. So stay with.
And we're back. Hey, I'm John Frankfurt, Brian and Garrett. It's now time to look at what's going on in the lower leagues as Eintracht has got its match against Hoffenheim away to Hoffenheim uh, for match day eight. Well, let's look at uh, let's look at the f the fun stuff. So uh, we were talking about the original league, us game possibly promoted. Let's look at what league the Eintracht would be promoted to the Dritte League. So at this moment in time, with 11 matches played and a three-point lead at the top, it is Dresden. I would almost say that these guys are kind of very well set up to not face the Eintracht. Should the Eintracht earn promotion? Dresden is the kind of team that's got, in terms of uh, entire uh, top-down infrastructure, way better set up than anybody else in there. So... Here's hoping that uh, we don't have to face those guys because I don't want them coming to uh, the Wallstadion or wherever the Antarctic Swine would play if they were in the Dirt Liga. I'd hate it if that Justin fans took a visit. I'd rather them have all the media attention on them if they visited the Wallstadion if they earned promotion to the Bundesliga instead. So, to keep their fans a tiny bit more in check. But, other clubs that we might remember. Um, Ulm, who knocked us out of the Pokal during the Arihutos for a season, is currently sitting in third place. That earns you a spot into the promotion playoffs, unless, of course, a uh, reserve team, and there are only two in the Dritte Liga, in Freiburg and Dortmund. If those guys were uh, in first or second, then all the all the slots sort of just shift downwards, uh, where for first, second, First, second promotion, third playoff, fourth. You get the you get the bonus of automatic qualification to the next season's uh, DFB Pokal, so you don't have to worry about you know winning your own local cup. Um, but in fifth place, surprisingly, is Victoria Kuhn, who Eintracht will be facing in the uh, DFB Pokal, as I kind of mentioned uh, there a little bit. Garrett. For you, as someone who has enjoyed the time in Germany, do you like the idea that a small club like, I don't know, a Regensburg, a Victoria Köln, or Aue could get promotion into the Zweite Liga? Or are you more of a, you know what, Ulm is from a good city, has a previous Bundesliga history uh, under Ralph Rangnick, go figure, uh, or uh, Dinamo Dresden to be earning a spot back to the Zweitalika. You know, I'm for, I am for basically, I think I'm very interested to see how all that goes. I need to pay a little bit more attention in the same to the Dritte Liga. Um, but I do know there's some good, when I was in Germany three years ago, I remember that um, the local areas will have like their games what uh in the Dritte Liga, whether it's Cockpiss or that, you know, the different channels. Um, I think it's whoever it is, I think they're gonna like take advantage and enjoy the time. I mean, I look at it in a way like when you look at a club like Heidenheim for however many years they have fought in and now they're in the top, it's each one is they're all there and taking all the moments in. So Victoria Köln uh, Frankfurt Pokal, that's November 1st, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that will be, they're going to be up for it. Um, who was the team that we had in round two in Pokal last year? Because we opened up at Magdeburg. Um, trying to remember who we had in the middle of the week. It was, um, but a fun packed crowd. Like, yeah, we won the match. I think it was a 2 0 win that we had. But, um, you know, it's they're taking they're there for the ride, taking it all in. So, are you thinking of uh, uh, gosh, Stuttgart Kickers? That's what we had in the second round. Yeah, that's who it and was. They actually ended up uh, earning themselves promotion to, from the fifth division to the regional league. And go figure that they're now in the running to get promoted back to the Dritte Liga and way. Way, way back when, Stuttgart Kickers actually was in the Bundesliga. And you'll never believe what kind of player once graced uh, uh, their, that team. I am drawing a blank right now. 
<laughs> uh, none other than former Eintracht man Freddy Bobic. Oh, man. Way back I- in the y- yeah, he he was he was a young buck, admittedly, but I thought that was always a kind of a uh, fun fact that uh, right away Freddy Bobic was part of uh, yeah. Uh, that team that earned promotion way back when for them. And uh, there's this other really famous uh, German striker from uh, that was there in uh, the 80s. Maybe you've heard of Jürgen Klinsmann. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, then if he, I'm not mistaken, he, he, Bobic had both Stuttgart teams then, right? Because I remember he was part of that. Yes. Actually, Jürgen, both played teams. for both. Yeah. Jürgen... Uh, Jürgen actually had the temerity to move from Stuttgart at Kickers to uh, Vauf Bay Stuttgart. So it was quite the uh, quite the move and not one that I would ever have uh, suggested. So uh, <laughs> it was to me always a funny uh, fun fact that both those guys at random both played uh, for uh, Stuttgart Kickers. Uh, Bobic, during his youth days, and then uh, he went away, then went to Stuttgart Kickers, and then went to Valpe Stuttgart. Yeah. Uh, fun. Fun facts, folks, that I hope uh, are not lost in everyone. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if we were talking about the Trittle Liga right now. We are all in on all things Frankfurt and all reigns around us, regardless of uh, whatever club or position it's in today. Yeah, I've I've always hoped against hope that uh, Mannheim would eventually get promoted so that you would have had a little bit more kind of local guys all in and around it, especially with uh, Wiesbaden getting recently promoted. But, you know, one can only wish... Um, we're talking about the Zweite, mentioning the Zweite Liga a little bit. Uh, nine matches into their own season. Schalke is in 16th and has already sacked the coach that nearly saved him. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of crazy. Um, they have some Belgian coach who I've never even heard of who's taken over, but, uh, and, uh, Hertha, recently relegated, is currently sitting middle of the table. V-spotted that I mentioned is just one spot above the relegation zone. Here's hoping that they can possibly stay up. But if you look at the, uh, the top six places, so each team has got 15 or more points from their nine matches, it's a decent sign. It's a decent a collection of clubs, in my opinion, of and I'll go from uh, bot from sixth up and Fortuna Düsseldorf, Hanover, who actually have an Eintracht player there on loan. I wish he was getting a little bit more playing time, but uh, you know what? I hope that Anto- Antonio Fortin, if he doesn't get enough playing time, that if Eintracht is fine, get promoted, maybe just maybe he could uh, be one of the. Uh, he could play in the Dritte Liga and be kind of a leading midfielder for us, but you know, all wishful thinking. Sorry, back to the table. Uh, fourth place is Holstein Kiel, who we've seen in the playoff uh, spot multiple times before. Third place is the team outside of the Randstein Air Force Base. It is FC Kaiserslautern, the old Red Devils. It'd be lovely to see them again. And then you have the Hamburg Stadt Derby. Hamburg in first place, St. Pauli. Not going to lie. If you had at the end, at the run-in, and this Vita Liga run is always kind of crazy. Honestly, of those six teams that I mentioned, I don't think any of them would... I mean, Holstein Kiel would look slightly weird, but, I mean, I guess, technically speaking, a hundred and a couple years ago, they did win the German Championship. But uh, all those teams that I mentioned all have had, you know, Bundesliga appearances in the last 15 years and all have, you know, historic, strong names with a great, deep history. Not going to lie. Uh, the promotion hopefuls... Nobody would look at a place should they earn promotion, in my opinion. 
I think, and one thing I'm paying attention to, you may, I think you kind of know this, Bri, um, in the Detroit city community, there is a significant St. Pauli supporting portion here. Some of whom are some of my dearest, dearest friends. There's only really one reason why I, and I, if they get promoted, cool. I lean there, the Hamburg side, I lean more and more towards than um, Hamburg, but I want them up just because I want the ability to play them at least two times a year and beat them two times a year for bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. Only looking from the selfish standpoint, that would be nice. Honestly, from the Bundesliga position, Dusseldorf, Hanover, Kaiserslautern, any Hamburg team, preferably both, any of those guys would be a real great boon to the Bundesliga, especially as they always are kind of scraping and clawing at trying to get, you know, folks to pay attention. I think those are the kind of clubs that we would love to have earn their way back to the Bundesliga and let the likes of Hertha and Schalke Take their time in terms of getting back up because they really screwed the pooch on that. And I mean, Schalke right now is just a shambles. But anyways, uh, yeah, Eintracht will be playing. Let's move. Yes, let's move to this weekend's match. Eintracht versus Hoffenheim. This is one that I think is going to be a real doozy. And one that I'm not really positive about, Garrett. Look, we've got, you never know coming off an international break, and it doesn't help the fact that we have, like, right from the word go, immediately we've got matches uh, that we are uh, dealing with. So we've got Hoffenheim on the Saturday, then on Thursday, you got Eintracht hosting Helsinki. Now, I like to think that Eintracht can throw out, it, you know, do a little bit of squad rotation and be able to take care of business. But you know what? Uh, losing to Pauk in Thessaloniki, Greece, means that, hey, we have to make sure to make to win the group. We've got to basically win out. So we need to kind of throw everything at them. Then, you know, he got Borussia Dortmund, uh, followed by the DFA Pokal against Victoria Kuhn that we've talked about. Then, I mean... It just, it, man, it just don't end. Then you got Uni, you got Union, Helsinki again. Uh, and, oh uh, gosh, it's just, it's match after match after match. And I just look at it and I'm like, how is the Eintracht going to be able to keep that up? We're basically playing two matches every week. This is always the kind of, that kind of crunch period, uh, in between international breaks where you have nonstop, if you're in the Pokal non-stop back-to-back-to-back matches. And this is kind of where we have to put up or shut up. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Eintracht does not get the job done. I think that we do lose 2-1 to one against a Hoffenheim team who's shown themselves to be uh, much stronger than anyone could have predicted. They're the kind of team that um, that always gives us fits. But the thing is, if we're to beat these guys, we've got to attack using our width. And it's not something that I've seen a whole, us do a whole lot of. And this is a Hoffenheim team who's come from behind to earn points this season. And I just, I'm not feeling positive, man. Not feeling positive at all. I kind of, I get it in a way. I mean, Hoffenheim play an interesting style of football. Um, they got talent, but yet they're physical. They will make you earn everything. Um, I look at something for motivation, how we um, we kind of mix things up a little bit in our last game before the break against Heidenheim at home. Um, I think we stepped the tempo up a little bit. Um, you know, we have some of the speedsters. Um, I mean, Mario Gozza was out. Um that match due to double yellow cards in the previous match. And I think there was some good signs and things to get going. And Gonkum Sky and his penalty was unfortunate. I still think Marmish should have been the one to take that. Um, but um, we fought well to get the win. 
I hope that the international break did not ruin the momentum there. Um, it'll be a really tough match, a really tough match. Um, but Brian, there's, you were talking about a lot of these, like the level of fixtures that we're going to have, the amount of games we're going to be playing now with, after this with, you know, Conference League, Pokal, Bundesliga, all into the mixer. Um, it sounds like it's a bit of pressure, but you know what pressure forms, right? Well, you can make something that, you know, diamonds could be formed these days. <laughs> right. So what is this squad? What do they want to be known as this year? We will see in these next run of fixtures. Um, the talent's there. They just got to take that next step. Um, this weekend, I'll take a point at least. If we get a win, beautiful. Um, I feel a draw is more is a more reachable, likely outcome. But yet, I also know that I also wouldn't be surprised if we fall behind, just because you know, Cramerich, Bear, Veghorst. I'm forgetting a couple people from Hoffenheim. Probably they got different guys. They're in their yard. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a draw. I'll say one one. You could have. You could if because I know how much you love the, uh, the ice hockey. Uh, if you had said we're in their barn, I would have forgiven you. <laughs> I was so close to saying that because I just fin- watched the finish seeing the Wings beat the Pens. So. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, fifteen points from seven matches. That's a that's a tough team we're uh, up against. But I think you're not wrong in that. That if the Eintracht get a result, even if it's just a draw, then you're able to carry that into the Helsinki. Go up against Dortmund, who I know that they've have had a couple of good results, but playing nonstop. You know, league Europe, league Pokal, that sort of thing. That that will wear on them too. They're also playing on a much more demanding European schedule than us. So I think, who knows? We could possibly pull something there. And by the time that we do face Union, I mean, if Union still has not figured themselves out, that would actually be the perfect time to face Union ourselves and. I really look at Werder Bremen and I say to myself, um, you are just not really good. And I think that uh, if it wasn't for Mainz and Cohn being so bad, we'd be talking about Werder Bremen being a relegation team. But you know what? I still think that Cohn will pull themselves out. But hey, if you listen to the most recent episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, episode 285, uh, the previous one in this uh, thread is pod- in the podcast feed. You would have heard our episode where, you know, uh, the none other than 50 plus donor was saying that Cone will stay up because they, they t- got rid of all the big matches and now it's everybody on the other side of the table to uh, be facing them. So I'm looking at things through that sort of perception and think that Eintracht when we do go into the November international break, we're going to be in a much better position than we could have thought because things will have turned our way. So that's our predictions in. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank Garrett for joining me on this one. Where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? All right. Uh, Twitter X bird app, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, uh, Instagram, Discord, GM Comats, those are the personals. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt Detroit, uh, SKA D. Adler, you can find us at Detroit SKA. Um, we will be at Detroit City Clubhouse this Saturday for the Hoffenheim match, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. There will be coffee, there will be bevs, there will be food. Come and join if you want to. All right, doesn't sound so bad. Um, there's no chance that the Detroit pizza special could be available, would there? Uh, maybe not at that place, but you know, there's plenty of fine, fine pizza options. Feel free to message me if you're in the area. (laughs) All sounds way too tempting right now. Uh, beer and pizza, just 
they just go together, don't they? Um, you can find me on uh, in social media, Landscapes of the World, at KCSGE on Twitter and the Gram. Follow us on the Gram. That's Hey, I'm Trent Frankfurt, H-E-F-Pod on Twitter or X as you would prefer. Drop us an email whenever you have some opinions to throw at us, Hey, I'm, which is Hey, I'm Trent Frankfurt at gmail.com, facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. And of course, one and only H-E-F-Pod com for all your latest Bundesliga match day stats to keep you on the nose with everything that there is. The Eintracht Frankfurt and just so much more. Thanks for staying with us for episode 286 and remember to uh, like and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. It helps us be found by other fellow Frankfurt fans and if you know a Frankfurt fan who is not aware of our show introduce us to them. If nothing else they know exactly what beers to drink and not drink. At the very least, we are providing our, uh, you, the listener, with a perfect uh, uh, PSA in that capacity. So until next time, where we talk about more all things Eintracht, let's choose. The English League is awash with cash when it comes to the women's game. Ah, uh, yes. Hey,